Hello, my name is Corinne, and I am hosting a call tonight for the Royal Girlfriends Across America. We are a company that has a foundation and a mission to build lifelong friendships with women across the globe. We will be bringing you hot new topics each and every night, and we're always looking for you to contribute new topics. So follow us on Facebook at Royal Girlfriends Across America and on our website at royalgirlfriends.org. Now, tonight I have on a call with me, Tawanda, Destiny, Kay, and a host of other girlfriends. And tonight we are discussing the seven habits of highly successful people. And how are you ladies tonight? Pretty incredible. Thanks for asking. That is great. So I want to start off by letting you guys know how I came about this um, topic for tonight. Um, so I actually, I'm always saving um, different stories just so I can either blog about it or um, share it with my um, listeners and my um, people on my platform. Um, however, I was going through my list trying to, you know, see what topic I can talk about tonight, and I came upon this topic. Um, so when I was doing my research, um, I found a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, um, and that was written by Stephen R. Covey um, back in 1989 is when it was first published. And since then, he has sold over 15 million copies of that book. Um, so I thought it was a great topic so that we can um, go deeper into it so that um, maybe we possess some of those habits and maybe we need to cultivate some of those habits a little bit more. So the first thing that we're going to uh, actually discuss is um, being proactive. Um, so the first thing that every highly successful person um, possesses is that they're a pro- they're proactive. Um, now, Tawana, do you believe that you're a proactive type of person? Well, first of all, I want to let you know that that book is one of my favorites, and also the Eighth Habit. And extremely, I am very, very proactive. Okay. And how do you think that you're proactive? Well, how I am proactive is, number one, I don't wait for things to happen. I make them happen, for one. For two, I set goals and work on the progress of what I need to actually do each month, each week, each day, and making sure that I can get stuff done. Being proactive means not being reactive, not actually waiting, not procrastinating. Even though I do have a habit of procrastinating at times, I still get stuff done, making sure that I take care of it, which is why I set goals. Okay. And, and it is important to set goals, and that's one way of, like you said, being proactive. And um, we've got a new call on the line, area code 720. And can you state your name and where you're calling from? This is Amanda. I'm from Colorado. Hello, Amanda. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. So tonight we're discussing the seven habits of highly successful people. Um, And I just want to ask you, um, the first uh, step that we covered was being proactive. Do you believe that you're proactive? Um, I try to be. Um, I think living with anxiety and depression, um, in order to not, like, shut down completely all the time. I think that you have to have plans for a lot of different things. Otherwise, I would be eating nachos in my bed for the rest of my life. 
I understand that. Um, it's definitely um, good to know where your weaknesses are so that you can work on it. So that, And that's another way of being proactive, um, just going ahead and knowing where you need to work at and then going ahead and taking the steps that you need to resolve whatever issues that you have. Okay, and thank you for sharing that as well. And, okay, can I ask you also the same question? Do you believe that you're proactive? Do I believe that I'm proactive? Yes. Um, Yes, I believe that I'm proactive. I have to be. uh, When you work for yourself, if you're not proactive, you you starve. So there's that. Definitely. In what ways do you believe that you're proactive? Um, I identify ways of making money, and I do them. I invest if I need to invest in them. I practice studying different avenues of making money, um, and when I make decisions, I act on them. Exactly. And we discussed before, acting on your um whatever it is that you decide to go after is definitely um, one step of being proactive. So, yes, thank you for that. And, Destiny, what about you? Do you believe that you're proactive as well? Um, you know, the same as Amanda. I try to be, try to be proactive. I definitely think I'm a little more proactive as as um, time goes by and as I get older, when I was a teenager, I really procrastinated a lot. And I still procrastinate some things, but um, I'm working on it. Okay. And as long as you're working on it, um, like we say before, yeah. once you know that you have an issue and you're working on it, then definitely that's being proactive as well. Yeah, so there's nothing wrong with that. Um, so yeah. for those who are having issues with being proactive, um, you can start by replacing um, maybe what how you speak. So um, instead of saying things like control my old feelings, um, so that's one way of being proactive. Um, so we're gonna end, we're gonna start with the um, second step, and that's to begin with the end in mind. Um, so in order to do this. Um, you can start by using your imagination to develop a vision of what you want to become and use that to um, grow and guide you along the way. Um, so do you believe that I'm going to ask the same question or ask, ask this question to you, Destiny. Um, do you believe that you have a begin um, end type of mindset currently? Do you um, think that you have a clear destination in your mind? Yes. Okay. And so what is your clear um, destination at this moment? Um, probably my end, um, my end set. Um, I've been working on this for a while, and just my end set right now is probably just um, getting to a point where I'm not financially in debt with my credit card. Okay. And have you already started working on that goal? Uh, yes. 
Yes, okay. I did. And that's um, good. Yeah. Okay. And let me ask you the same thing, Tawanda. So do you believe that um, you have a clear destination in your mind? And if so, what is that? Tawanda, are you still there? Okay, I'm going to ask you this thing. Sorry. I apologize. What no did problem. you ask me again? I was on mute. Um, do you have a clear um, end definition in your mind? So um, do you have, like, a, a clear def, um, definition or a clear vision in your mind of what your end goal is? Yes, absolutely. And it took time okay. to work on, to write it out, to be able to refine it. But, yes, I did end up developing one, and I've been working on okay. it. Okay, and what is, what is your end goal? A couple things with my end goal – I have time freedom now. I'm looking for financial freedom. I'm looking to take the different companies that I have to the next level and to, from six figures to seven figures and definitely being able to create a legacy for my family. Okay. And that's good that you have that mapped out in your mind on exactly what you want to accomplish. Yes, ma'am. Thank and, you. You're welcome. And, Kay, let me ask you the same thing. Do you have a clear destination in your mind? You still there, Kay? Okay. And, Amanda, what about you? Do you have a clear definition of what your end goal is in your mind? Um. Well, I'm hoping to make it through law school. Okay. And how much and more also, do you hope so? Um, probably the rest of my life. <laughs> um, I am like 16 credits away from my bachelor's degree, and then I have three years of law school. Okay. And then once you obtain um, those degrees, what is your what are you looking to accomplish with that? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I haven't gotten that far in my life yet, but um, I really want to do something that helps people with mental health issues from, like, a legal standpoint, but I haven't figured out what that is yet. And that's fine, because as you maybe develop more into that field and more that you get into your field, you may be opened or you may be um, presented with something that you may have not known of before and it may, you know, spark a brand new interest in you. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's a good thing. It is important that we all do have an end goal so that we know exactly what we're working towards. So it's good that we all did um, share. Um, And my end goal is basically to be financially free. Um, so that's my end goal, and I'm taking those steps now with um, with um, this platform as well as working on my own platform to get there. Um, and we're going to move on to the next um, tip. And the next tip is going to be to actually put things um, first. So you want to be able to manage your time wisely. Um, so in order to do that, you want to manage we want to manage ourselves effectively. Um, so we must put first things first. Um, we must have discipline to prioritize our day 
their actions based on what is important and what is urgent and what is not urgent. Um, so let me ask you this, um, Destiny. Do you believe that you already have a system in place already that will help you to put what's important and prioritize your day that's effective, or do you believe that you still need work on that? Um, <laughs> I've actually, um, I've been working on this since I was probably <laughs> in, um, my freshman year of high school, and it's a on again, off again thing. Where at first I'm like, "Oh yeah, this can help me do it, and I'll put this in place." And then the time will come, and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, so I was supposed to do that." And um, I think I just have to get better at you know, managing my schedule and my time because often, like, I don't know, like, you guys will text me or someone will text me and they'll be like, hey, so what's up? And I'll be like, um, oh, yeah. (laughs) So how do you think that you can um, try to better that skill to try to um, get organized so uh, I think you know it's just gonna come well my husband he's pretty good at um, staying on top of a schedule he's way more organized than I am um, I think I uh, I don't know you know, I'm still working on that. But he's definitely more organized than I am. Okay. And there's nothing, um, it's not a problem to be a work in progress. We're all a work in progress. And we all have our low points that we need to work on and strengthen. Yeah. And um, I'm going to have to go. So I will just tell you ladies now, good night. Okay. And I will talk to you later. Well, we appreciate you calling in, Destiny. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And thank you for sharing. Have a wonderful night. You too. Bye, Amanda. Bye, Tawanda. See you later, sweetie. Bye. Bye. Okay, and I'm going to ask you, Tawanda, do you believe that you have a system in place now um, that will help you be as effective as you need to be? Well, just like Destiny was talking about, I am definitely a work in progress. Yes, I do have a system, and I always want to work to make sure that I have the priorities, what's priority one, two, three, and four. However, sometimes I fall short, and I just kind of have a do-over. But, yes, I do have a system. Okay. And do you think that the system that you have in place now is effective, or do you think that it's something that you need to work on? It's definitely something that I need to work on, and it is effective. I just continue to learn more. Like, you know, when I think about what I did 10 years ago versus what I'm doing now, and then through having different coaches and mentors over the years and seeing the system that they have that's effective, that's led them to reach their goals, I've tweaked mine. So, yeah, I'm still a work in progress. So what I have is effective. However, I'm always looking to make it better. Okay. And 
is always room for improvement. Um, like you stated earlier. I better believe that. Absolutely. Yes, I know. I mean, personally, I need to work on um my um system that I have in place. So there's always you know room for me to change things, update um how I'm doing things. So yeah, I can definitely relate with that. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and I just have a new caller just pop on. Uh, would you like to state your name and where you're calling from? Hello, this is Catherine calling from California. Hi, Catherine. How are you? I am good. How are you? I am well. So tonight we're discussing the seven habits of highly successful people, and we are on step number three. Um, which is um, we are actually asking now, um, do you have a system um, that you have that will help you, let's say, stay on track? Um, So most people have a system in place to manage themselves so that they can effectively put things that are important um, first. Do you have a system that will help you prioritize your day-to-day actions? Um, So are you talking about, like, just for example, like for, like, a business you're saying? Um, Just a schedule in general. Oh, okay, for scheduling, yeah, I absolutely, so every single, like, so every single Sunday, I actually plan out my whole week, and so I give myself time to, like, get in a workout, make sure that I have time for work, and I give myself at least an hour for me, like, to relax, like, throughout, well, like, I do need breaks throughout the day, and so, like, I'll schedule, like, breaks for me to take, so it's easy for me to manage, like, a business and as well as work, and so, um, like I said, on on Sundays, I gradually will. I so I'm 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 a millennial, and we're known to use um, a a um, planner called the Passion Planner. And so every Sunday, I take out my my Passion Planner, and then I I put in all my meetings and everything because I know as much as I love digital, I love using digital digital items like like my phone and and my computer to like put in schedules I need to physically write it on my passion planner so I know what I have to get done and so each each um each day like I have my schedule ready and on the side of my passion planner I have like priorities that I illustrate like for example like for for this platform real girlfriends like I have like a list of things I need to do and then I have a personal to-do list and then like a day-to-day to-do list and so from there like um, I at least have my days planned out, and then, because, um, like, I'm not going to lie, like, back then, it was a matter of time management and being able to, like, fit in, like, the right block schedule, and so um, I'll plan out my schedule, and then um, I just I just set things what I need to prioritize. And... Now, is a passion plan or something similar to a bullet book? Are you still there? Cat. Well, I think we lost Cat, but I was asking her if a, a passion plan or something similar to a bullet book. I'm not familiar with the terminology passion planner, um, but a bullet book is something basically. It's like a planner, um, but it's something that you would create yourself. Um, so you would put in the months. You would um, not so much in a lot of people use like a, a black and white um, marble book, or they might use. Um, a book that's empty that has like um, little dots on it and it allows them to create the months as they go by and a lot of them are creative so if you guys get the chance you can always look up full of book um, planners um, and kept my head joined back on it looks like um, Ted are you there? 
Yes, I'm here. I, I'm, I'm like driving through like area where T-Mobile is like not reachable. But anyways, um, I'm so sorry about that. No, that's fine. And, and um, what I'm going to do is I want to just ask you one question, and then I'm going to jump over to Amanda. Um, okay. It now, is a, I'm sorry, is a passion book similar to a bullet book? Oh, no, so a passion planner, the good thing about it is, like, it, it literally, sh- it's, like, it's your whole week planned ahead, and it's not just, like, um, a regular planner where you just have, like, months, like, days and um, and a time, but, like, it has, like, 30-minute slots from, like, so it starts at like five five o'clock a.m., five thirty, six o'clock, six thirty, and so on. And each day it'll say like, what is your current goal for today? And so the good thing about it is like it really sets your priorities straight. And having all have just um, it, and it just keeps you organized. And I know like since I've been using this since two thousand and nine, and since then, I I cannot live without it. Okay. And, and thank you for sharing that, um, because I never heard of definitely. that before and it may be new to our audience as well. Oh, definitely. Well I'll I'll introduce you to it. Like I'll send you I'll I'll give you like an example and um so you can look into it as well, definitely. And as well as our audience. Yeah, and we can always um post that on our, our Instagram at Road Girlfriend Seven. Um but thank you again for sharing that and then um our audience can also see that whenever it's posted. Of course, yes. I would love to talk about that. And um, Amanda, how about you? Do you have a system in place that will help you keep on track and be the most successful that you can be? No, I do not. I try to keep everything in my head, and I fail miserably, and I get in trouble all the time. So, yes, that's totally me. I'm like an unorganized chaos. Well, I, I can understand it. It is hard to try to keep everything in your mind, especially when you have a lot of stuff going on. Um, so one thing um, that is important to remember um, for everyone is to, in order to maintain the discipline and the focus to stay on track um, towards our goals, you want to um, be able to have the willpower to do something so even when you don't want to do something, you have to have the willpower to say, I need to do it. Um, so we need to act accordingly to our values rather than on our desire or our impulses at any given moment. Um, so that's an important thing to keep in mind um, when you're trying to prioritize everything, that um, willpower is, is going to be important. Um, we're going to move on to step number four. So step number four is to think win-win. Um, so there's a certain type of way that people think, and it is um, actually in six different um, sections. So some people think win-win. So they think that both people win. Um, arguments or solutions are mutually beneficial and satisfying to both parties. So that's the type of um, situation that most people do. They want a win-win um, scenario. Now, if you had to settle for another um, scenario, um, it would be a win-lose. Um, so if you win, you lose. Um, and that's something that um, you're not going to necessarily want. So win-lose people are prone to use positions, power, credentials, and personality to get their way. Um, so those are the most common ways. Um, you feel like you fall into a win-win 
scenario, most of the time, I do feel that you fall into a win-lose scenario um, the majority of the time. And I'm going to take that question over to um, you, Amanda. Okay, I must admit that I found out, so I apologize. What was the question? Um, so people, it, it's actually six different um, types of human interactions. So the most, the two most common is either a one-win situation or a one-lose. Um, so a one-win position um, is the, actually the most desirable position. So that's a position where both people win. Um, then there's also a position where if I win, you lose. So that's a situation where um, you're a win-lose type of person. So you're prone to use a position, your position, power, credentials, and personality to get your way. Um, so do you think that you fall into the win-lose position where you would use your maybe personality to get your way, um, your power, or do you think that you are, um, you're someone that can um, satisfy both parties? Um, I try to be win-win. Um, I think the younger years, I was more win-lose with me losing, but I'm learning to value myself more. And, like, I feel like most of the things are, like, easy compromises. Like, if my friend's like, hey, can you take me to the store? Then I could be like, oh, yeah, I have to go pay this bill and it's, three doors down, like, can we do that, too? Okay. And most people are like, oh, yeah, absolutely, or, you know, whatever it is. And what, why do you think you usually take that disposition? Um, I think it's because, like, I tend to be a helper, but then also, like, I have a lot of stuff that I have to get done as well. So I try to be efficient in my life, but also, like, try and help other people out in the process. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. No, no, that makes sense. I, I feel like maybe you just want to stay on even ground. Is that it? Yeah. Sorry, okay. I had to unmute myself. Oh, no, no problem. <laughs> Okay, so uh, and thank you for sharing. And I'm going to ask the same question to Tawanda. So do you think that you usually find yourself in one-win situations um, where you're able to um, satisfy both parties, or do you usually find yourself in one-lose um, situations where you find yourself having to use your power, credentials, and personality to get your way? Well, my goal is always win-win because I believe in mm-hmm. everyone winning. However, as I've told people for an extremely long time, if it's ever going to be a win-lose, then I'm going to take the loss simply because I believe in people winning. And um, I know all too often that most people just really care about themselves and they care about winning. I have people all the time ask me about different things and for different things because they're focused on W-I-I-F-M, what's in it for me. Um, that's never, ever been how I operate. So my goal is always win-win. But if it can't be a win-win, then it's going to be a lose-win because I'm going to do everything I can for them to win. And that's, um, and, and that's honorable. Um, it seems like you are the type of person that you actually put other people ahead of you. 
Um, so, yeah, I can definitely understand that and respect that. Yes, no, and it's not me, always um, good, I, but, um, but absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it works for you, I'm sure. You have to. And um, let me ask you the same thing, Kat. Um, now, do you find yourself usually in one-win situations, trying to satisfy both parties, or do you feel like you usually find yourself in a one-lose situation where you're um, using your position, power, credentials, or personality to get your way? No, absolutely. Like, like I could say a similar thing, like, as Tawanda says. Like, I can't put myself, like, in a win-lose situation. Like, like, I, like she would say, like, I would lose, I would end up just taking a lose because, like, um, like, say if I'm in a business or any scenarios, I do never, I would never put someone's, like, position, like, whether, like, they're, they're not going to be able to get the benefit of, like, what I'm doing, because whatever I do, I want to make sure it's beneficial for both parties, because for me, like, I feel like, for example, it would kind of be like this, like, just think about it this way, like, say if, if I'm hosting, like, a show or anything, and I, and I just get, like, yeah, I do want the support from my other girlfriends, like, my, my peers, but I don't want them to be, like, coming on the show because I need them. I want I want them to be on the show because it's beneficial for them to get the information. And so um, the thing is, is like I'm not the type of person that likes to use people just to get just for me to get a step a, a step um, against everyone else. So in a way, like I try like my goal, if anything, is to make sure that like whatever situation I'm in, all parties win because I like I like fairness and. If anything, like, for example, like, whatever situation it is, like, I can scratch someone's back and they can scratch mine and it works together, like, in, like, in good terms versus, like, oh, I need you to do this because it's only beneficial for me, you know? Okay. Yeah, and, and I understand that. Um, and by Tawanda, yeah. that is respectable as well. Um, and the, no, definitely. The best option, yeah. And, and the best option is to create a one-win situation. Because um, when you create a win loss um, create a situation, one person appears to get what they want for the moment, um, but the results will negatively impact the relationship between those two people going forward. Um, the win win situation, um, it is important to use that as a backup, or um, is other another um, interaction is a no deal. Um, so when we have a no deal as an option in our mind, it liberates us from needing to manipulate people and push out our own agenda. Um, and that way we can be open to what really um, trying to really understand the underlying issue. Um, so we're going to now move on to, yeah, to the uh, next step, um, which is to seek first to understand, then to be understood. Um, so let's say that you go to a doctor, and you tell them that you've been having trouble seeing clearly. Um, so they take off your glasses, and they hand them to you, and they say, here, try these. They've been working for me for years. You put them on, um, but they only make your problem worse. What are the chances that you will go back to that doctor? Um, you wouldn't, because he's obviously is not even testing you to figure out what your issue is. Um, so that is what's meant by first to understand than to be understood. Um, so in that scenario, um, do you believe that um, you have built up a skill of empathetic listening 
Um, or do you think that you basically um, try to react first? Um, and let me ask you that, Tawana. Do you think that you're an empathetic listener? Gosh, absolutely. Um, and with emphasis on listening, I learned a long time ago that listening is an extremely important skill that a lot of people just really don't have. So, yeah, when you talk about um, seeking first to understand and then to be understood, absolutely, because sometimes um, I think it's Zig Ziglar that says people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. Yeah, I care. So, yeah, absolutely, I want to listen and I want to actually understand. And and I've never heard that saying before, but I, I do like that. Can you say it one more time? I'll send it to you. It's something I've always used because, you know, a lot of times when he says people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, a lot of people think that people are impressed by trappings of success. Oh, I have a master's degree and I have a doctorate and I have this and I have that. What do you care about people? You understand what I'm saying? Because none of that really even matters. So, yeah, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you actually care. Exactly. Exactly. And I completely agree with you. Um, with that, and thank you for sharing that quote with the audience as well. Thank you for letting me share. Of course. And, and let me ask you the same thing, Amanda. Do you think you're an empathetic listener? Yeah, definitely. I think that I wouldn't have nine years of mental health if I wasn't. Okay. That's, that's good. And how, what ways do you think you're an empathetic listener? Um, well, I'm definitely an empath, so I can feel, like, people's emotions and, like, energies and stuff, um, and I don't know, I just, I'm curious about people, so I ask questions, and I don't know, I just find people in general super fascinating, and I think everybody... Um, has a story and has strengths and so I'm always like curious as to like who they are and what their strengths are and what their story is. Okay. And and that's definitely characteristics of being an empathetic listener. And let me ask you the same thing, Pat. Do you believe you're an empathetic listener? Oh, yes, 110%. And the reason why I do say that is because I wasn't always an empathetic listener. Usually, like, say if I hear bad news, like, I guess my younger younger cat, her reflex would be like, oh, my gosh, what? Are you serious? This is BS, or I need to do this already. But, I'm, but, like, as I grew older, I realized sometimes you just need to listen to this, whatever situation you're in. And maybe, like, like you have, your, um, what's the word? The fact that, like, you gave it a chance of listening and taking time to try and um, acknowledge it, maybe there's, like, a better there's like a better way of approaching whatever situation it is versus, like, reacting to it. Because I realize, like, when I react to things out of, off of the bat, I, not only do I, do I leave whoever's dealing with, whoever I'm dealing with, um, like, unhappy I always leave I also leave myself unhappy like at first especially like when I already assume okay this is gonna be this is gonna be bad like no I'm I'm not gonna do this I'm not gonna do that like or this person's wrong and so I believe like sometimes it's better to listen and see what other what the options are versus like reacting it right away 
Yes, definitely. And to live empathetically, it requires a fundamental mind shift. So we typically seek first to be understood. Most people, they exactly. actually listen with intent to reply. Um, so they they actually are listening just to look to reply to the person, and actually they're not really understanding what that person is saying. So at any given moment, they're either they're either speaking or preparing to speak and not actually actively listening. Um, so communication experts, they estimate that 10% of communication is represented by words. Um, 30% is represented by our sound, um, and 60% is represented by our body language. Um, so it is important for you to be mindful when someone is speaking um, and not just be quick to, you know, speak, and you should be actively listening so that you could be um, a true empathetic listener. Okay, so we're going to move on to six, um, which is synergize. Um, but before we move on to number six, we're going to take a quick intermission, and we'll be back. Hello, everyone. The trending topic for today is a stunning vote by the U.S. Supreme Court. Today, the court ruled 6-3, making the decision that employers cannot fire employees for their sexual orientation. This decision was written by Trump's very own first appointee, Neil Gorsuch. This decision is sure to fire up both sides of the political debate in the days to come. Now, back to your regularly scheduled program. And that was the lovely Kay. I'm not sure if she's still on the line. Kay, you still there? Okay, and I don't think that she's there, but that is fine. So we're going to move on to Synergy. Um, And Synergy, it actually allows us to create new alternatives and open new possibilities. Um, So by understanding the value and valuing the difference um, in another person's perspective, um, we have the opportunity to create synergy. Um, and through that, again, will be the possibilities to create um, creativity, and that's going to be through openness. Um, so let me ask you this, um, Kat. Do you believe that you are um, open to change? So are you able to ditch your old ideas to create new ones? Um, so, did you just say, like, am I willing to ditch my old ideas to create new ones? Is that what you said? Yes. Yes. So, are you the type of person that you can easily adapt change? So, are you um, someone that can easily ditch the whatever you were doing previously to create new habits or create a new way of doing what you were previously doing? No, absolutely. So, I do. I do. I'm a firm believer of obviously like trial and error. And so, if something's not working out and there's always like a better option for me, like whether it's like it'll get me fat, it's a faster way of accomplishing a situation, or if it's much more beneficial um, for, for me and the other party, absolutely. Like, I'm willing to change. But the only thing is, like, of course. I need to see back out. Like, I need to see how is this going to be beneficial for both both of us. Like, I'm not always going to just switch to a change, like, right away. But I don't mean, like, right away, like, like the second. But I just need to see, like, good good proof or I need to be able to, like, um, what's the word? I can I can evaluate and know I'm like oh my gosh this is this is a better approach versus what I was trying to do all this time you know and so I'm yeah. I'm definitely 
open to adoption. And I think adoption is good. It it is. Um, it helps you grow as a person as well. Um, and let me Absolutely. ask you this, Amanda, the same question. Um, so do you believe that you're someone that can get rid of your old way of doing um old way of doing things or do you believe that um that you're not able to easily adapt with change? Um, well I have a little bit of a hard time with change in the like initial part. Um, but once I get over kind of like the shock and the like grief, then like I feel like the only way to like grow as a person is to be adaptable. But before I'm adaptable, I will kick and scream first, and then I'll be adaptable. Okay, because you, you realize at the end that it was for your own good? Yeah. Okay, and that's fair. Um, some of us doesn't adapt to change um, as easily as others, and that's fine. Um, as long as you realize that about yourself and you're willing to at least put in the effort to do so. And let me ask you the same thing, Wanda. Um, do you believe that you're someone that can act, um, that can easily adapt to change? I really want to ditto what Amanda said because we know that two things that's guaranteed in life, that's change and more change. So I embrace it. However, sometimes there is a struggle. <laughs> and uh, like she said, you got to kick and scream sometimes, but if I'm kicking and screaming, I'm still going to be moving forward because I know and understand that change is necessary for growth. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, it definitely is. Um, it is extremely important that you um, do art, that you are open to change um, because we have to be able to leave our comfort zone, and that's the only way that you're going to be able to change um, by, is by leaving your comfort zone. Um, and it's important to do that so that we can all evolve as humans. Um, so definitely it is important. So we're going to move on to the last um, skill, um, which is sharpening the saw. Um, so to be effective, you must devote the time to renewing yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, and socially. Um, so you want to continuously be renewing um, all of those different areas. Um, so that you can um, increase your ability and your habit in each area. Um, so let me ask you this, Kat. Do you believe that you um, are effectively at this moment um, doing that? Are you effectively working on any one of those areas? And if so, which one? Um, so the areas were physically, spiritually, and socially. Kat, are you still there? Okay, I'm going to um, ask Tawanda this question. Um, so you believe that you are um, working on um, upgrading yourself physically, spiritually, mentally, or socially? All of the above. Personal development is my life. And just like you said with uh, Seven Habits about sharpening the sword, I believe that iron sharpens iron. So you have to be able to feed your mind daily, get positivity, in different areas. Now, I'm still a work in progress in all of the areas. However, 
I am aware that I need to do it. I do make progress with doing it in some of the areas, and there are a few that I still need to work on. Like when it comes to, like, personal development with reading and stuff like that, I'm definitely doing well. When it comes to associations, my associations are positive, and I'm continuing to grow. Now, when it comes, like, with mental, something I really desire to do and work on is, like, meditation, yoga, I'm not there yet. That is definitely a desire, though, so I know as I – have associations that are actually doing it, it's going to help me, you know what I'm saying, be able to actually do it. But yes, ma'am. And that is definitely something that's near and dear to my heart as well. Okay. And, and I agree with you on the um, work in progress. That's where I'm at as well in terms of all of those areas. Um, currently, <laughs> I was working on the physical part because um, I had did um, pet detox. Uh, um, that you can find that I believe that's also on Instagram, but I was working on that um, physical aspect. I'm still working on the stuff in the social media um, part. I'm here, so that's me working on my social area. <laughs> so the spiritual, mental, um, it's something that's always like a work in progress with me. Um, well, we'll, we'll be working together on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I know that... Um, I just pop back on the line. Um, so I'm going to um, ask you this, but are you um, working on any of those areas, physical, physical spiritual, mental, social? Oh, yeah. Um, sorry, my call dropped right when I was, like, about to, like, say my first word, but I'm um, glad to be back on. So um, so you said the option. what were the options again? Um, it's physical, spiritual, mental, and social. Uh, right now, like, um, like, what am I, like, I would say, honestly, I'm working on all of them because, for example, like, spiritually and mentally, I'm practicing a lot of things, like, on my own. For example, like, um, like, I know I talk about a lot of things, like, for example, like, self-care, it's self-care is not only just about improving yourself, but it's also something that you like you teach yourself to, to be mentally stable. And so every single day, like I'm always learning something new mentally and, um, and spiritually, um, I realize like, like for example, with all like in the outside world, like, like this racism. With, um, and so, um, not only I've been religious like all my life, but also like it taught, it reminded me of like how there's going to be like downfalls like in life and stuff. And um, sometimes like when I have like, and I don't mean to put like this whole religion thing on anyone if, if you guys aren't religious or anything, but um, for me, mm-hmm. um, it's helped me be able to like cope through. Okay. It helps me cope with things versus like, who am I going to run to? Like, you can't always run to people or your friends about, like, how you're really feeling because they're not always going to, like, understand you. But the fact that, mm-hmm. like, I have God in my life, like, it's helped me spiritually to, like, be able to understand, like, this hotness in this world. And so that's one thing, like, continue um, to practice. Okay. And, and I can respect that. And we all have um, one thing that we're strong in and other areas that we're working on and, um, a lot of people do uh, go towards God or religion, I should say, um, for guidance. So, yeah, I can definitely understand what you're saying. Point of view. And thank you for Thanks sharing so that. 
Of course. And I'm going to ask you the same thing, Amanda. Um, is there any area that you are currently working on? Is there, um, are you going to working on all the areas that I mentioned, and which was a physical, spiritual, mental, and social? Um, I definitely am always working on all of those. Um, I definitely am probably working harder on um, physical and um, social and then mental as well, but I'm definitely feel like I'm working on all of those all the time. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with that. I both think that we are all working on, you know, everything, every aspect um, at any given time. And uh, just to give you guys some notes, um, so to um, renew yourself physically, um, you can do that by eating well, I'm getting enough rest and relaxation and exercising on a regular um, basis um, in regards to spiritual. Um, you can practice daily meditation, um, communicate with nature, um, or you can read great literature or music. Um, in regards to um, the mental, you can read good literature as well. Um, you can keep a journal um, of your thoughts, experience, and insights, um, or you can limit um, negative television. Um, in regards to social, um, you can seek to um, deeply understand other people. Um, you can join groups like the Real Girlfriends Across America, um, and you can um, make contributions to meaningful projects that improve others' lives. Um, so that's what you can do in regards to um, trying to strengthen each of those areas. Um, and so we're going to, that's actually all the seven steps. Um, so let's just go over the seven that we just spoke again. Um, so just to remind everyone, so the mm-hmm. step number one was to be proactive. Um, step number two was to begin with the end in mind. Um, that was the visualizing what you're working for. Um, you want to, again, number three, put first things first. So that's prioritizing. Number four, you want to think, have a win-win um, type of, thought process, you want to think win-win. Number five, you want to seek first to understand, then to be understood. So that's the um, listening. You want to be actively listening and listening empathetically. Um, Number six was to synergize. And number seven was to sharpen your saw. So that was to sharpen um, those skills that we just went over. Now, is there anyone that had any questions or want to make any comments about anything? No comment. Oh, this is Tawanda. I okay. wanted to definitely um, comment. I love um, the seven habits of highly effective people, seven habits of success. And I just think that um, these have been something that I think I might have found out, of, found out about them like over a decade ago, but like a couple times a year I revisit them and I've done like sessions with different people, trainers with staff, with coworkers, with peers, um, because it's really, really amazing. And the thing that I always tell people, I think about three years ago, I started training with a group that we were working on some stuff. And I said to them in the beginning, if we do this and we stick to it, we'll get to where we need to be. And those that aren't serious or those that, you know, are not highly effective, they won't. And, People thought I was joking, and in the middle of everything we were doing, people fell off because 
they were they they was not proactive. They didn't begin with the end in mind. They didn't understand what needs to be first. They didn't understand when when. They they didn't really understand, <laughs> and you know they they didn't have the synergy and it wasn't sharpened in their growth and personal development. So this book is amazing. Like sometimes people can write mm-hmm. books and you know they're really a good read, but like he I think he said over two million copies were sold. Is that what you said? Or a fifteen. Okay. Well, I'm not sure, but I guess what this book is over ten years old plus, and people are still buying yeah, it, and that's because these habits are law. Yeah, exactly. So these these are law, and anyone that follows these will be highly effective. Absolutely, and that's what I want to share. Thank you. You're welcome, and thank you for sharing that as well. Uh, and I hope that. Um, Everyone that was listening, our callers, I hope that you are able to um, get knowledge from um, what was shared tonight. Um, and before we close the call, is there um, any announcements, Tawan, or Kat? Um, no, I don't have follow any. Us on, just to follow us on Instagram, like for the Real Girlfriend 7, of course, because mm-hmm. I'm changing it up a bit. And so. Um, and and also like we're getting a lot of followers, which I'm actually happy about. And so yeah, we just I just want to try and increase that and have everyone check it out. Okay, and that's that's great. And and I want to thank Amanda, who we still have on the line for calling in as well, because we really appreciate that as well as Destiny who called in earlier. Hey, and Kat was on the line with us. Um, and I just want to say thank you for everyone again about in and everyone that was listening. Um, and just make sure that you share this podcast with everyone that you know, um, especially with all the women that you know. And like Kat said, make sure you follow us on Instagram and make sure to visit our website at realgirlfriends.org, which is um, being updated now. Um, and tomorrow I will be hosting again, and I will be discussing Would You Marry for Money? And thank you again for everyone that tuned in. And have a great night. Thank you. Thank have a you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>